0: that we would press in as a community into our second spiritual commitment at Grace. At Grace, we talk a lot about four spiritual commitments, four things that um, that we do at Grace Community Church to help us live into our mission. Um, We talk about how the first commitment is that we spend time worshiping God, that we come on Sunday mornings and we give God the glory and the honor and the praise that He is due. We talk about living in intentional relationships in small groups or life groups where we grow together during the week and we challenge each other to take steps closer to Jesus and we learn from each other. We talk about serving each other, which is our fourth spiritual commitment of being involved in our community and, and world to help make a kingdom difference. But the second spiritual commitment, so one that's God's just been really stirring in my heart on this year. And you know, we, as we started the year, we talked about, we went through this series called Creature of Habit, remember? Where we talked about how to build in habits into our lives. And so for some of us, those habits are personal time with God or having time reading the Bible each day. And then from there, we talked about, we, talk, we actually went through reading the New Testament over 40 days through the community Bible experience, and we kind of tried to live into a habit like that. Uh, at this point, now that we're getting ready to prepare our hearts for Easter, there's one more thing I'd like for us to do to kind of get our hearts in the right place and grow in this personal relationship with God. And that is by learning how to pray. But not just how to pray anything or what to pray, but how to pray scary prayers. Because I believe that for many of us, we, we know how to pray. We know how to talk to God. But there are certain prayers that we either we don't know how to pray or we don't want to pray because they really put us in an uncomfortable position. It makes us. It challenges us to push ourselves out of our comfort zones. Um, so over the next month, we're going to be talking about some very simple, but some very difficult and challenging, even scary prayers. Prayers like, "Lord, search me, and Lord, mold me, Lord, fill me, and and use me, or send me." And I wonder, you know, as I as I share those ideas for prayer with you. Can you think of a time in your life where you've really prayed any of those prayers and you actually meant it? Where you actually said, Lord, I, I truly want you to mold me and shape my life and do whatever you will. God, I want you to use me. I mean, it's one thing. It's easy to pray certain prayers like, God bless me. "God God heal me. I mean, those are easy, right? But it's another thing to pray, God mold me. God, search me. Show me what you see inside me when you look. It's a different story, right? So Lent, or this season before Easter, is a season of preparation. It's a time when we can become a little more introspective, when we can listen for God. And it's a time when we, oftentimes, many of us, we give up something in our life to kind of help us to hear God's voice. But what what if during this season, this next month, Rather than just focusing on Lent and just focusing on what Christ has done for us on the cross, which is important, what if at the same time we focused in on what Christ wants to do in and through your life and and mine? I mean these these prayers I'm going to challenge us to pray, they're not ones that God forces us to pray. I mean, God gives us freedom, God gives us free will, He doesn't push his will on us. He waits for us to, to welcome Him in. And He says, I knock on the door and I wait for you to open it for me. You know what? I believe that for some of you during this series, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be sharing with you one of these prayers and it's just going to really trigger something for you. And maybe, maybe during this series, one of these messages is going to be a life-altering message for you. Not because I'm some great public speaker or great orator or something, but because if you actually take the time... To pray these prayers and really mean them from the bottom of your heart, you're, you're opening the door for God to just totally mess with you. I'm just telling you. And he will. You know, there's some prayers we pray and we hope God's going to answer them. And then there are other prayers where it's like you don't want to pray it because you know if you open your mouth and you actually say it, God's going to probably do it, Right? That's why none of you none of and why I don't pray for patience, because it's like, oh, that's just a dumb thing to pray, right? <laughs> that's asking for it. The God's like, come on, let's, let's do this. And it's the same thing with these prayers. If we actually pray these prayers over this next month and we really mean them, I'm telling you, there could be a life altering this could be a life altering thing for you in this next month. So we're going we're gonna to start this series by looking at Lord Search Me. That's kind of where we need to start. But let me also just say, by the way, may, I would love to hear from you during this series. You know, rather than me just being the one sharing, I'd love to hear how God's speaking to you and how maybe in the past you've prayed a scary prayer or two. Maybe there's been a time in your life where you, got, you felt like God was stretching you to pray something and you did and God totally worked through it. If you have, uh, uh, feel free to text uh, just real quickly a sentence or two to our texting line. The number's on the screen. It's also in the back of your program. I'd love to be able to hear some of these stories and maybe even use some of them anonymously in the messages here in the weeks ahead as we learn from each other in this series. But as I was saying, today we're going to start by looking at this, this first prayer, Lord, search me. And I think we need to pray this sometimes because sometimes I think our stubbornness or our the sin in our lives can block us from moving forward from God and truly hearing from God and obeying him. I mean sometimes and you know this right sometimes we're, we, we, as we go to pray, we know that god 's wanting to deal with us on a certain area and we just kind of avoid it right we don 't want to deal with it because we know if we start talking with God about it he 's going to bring he 's going to force us to face it and then there are other times in our lives where we think every well everything I think everything 's fine in my life me and god we 're doing good, you know. There's nothing, no problems there, but if you pray this prayer, God, search me, then it's like you're opening up your chest and you're like, okay, God, take a look inside and tell me what you really see. And even that can be scary, even if we think we're okay. It's calling us to be genuine and open. Now, today, as we as we consider this prayer, we're going to look at it because this is a prayer that King David prayed centuries ago. It's a prayer that's found in Psalms 139. And so we're going to start by looking at it as as David bears his soul to God. And what we're going to see today is that God is always searching. He knows what's going on inside of you and he wants you to see what he sees. Now, King David prayed this prayer centuries ago as his enemies were attacking him. As his enemies were attacking him, they were actually accusing David of having wrong motives. And in that moment, David could have easily said, you know what, these people are crazy. I, they're thinking, I've got wrong motives. Look at what they're doing. But in that moment, he heard what they said, and he's like, God, okay, search me. God, I need to make space right now in my life as my life seems a little chaotic. I, I need to know if there's something in me that you see that I need to deal with. So let's, let's look and see what David prays here in Psalm 139. I'm going to just start by reading the first seven verses here. And I want to encourage you, as I read this, for some of you, you like to read along in your Bibles, feel free to do that. Maybe for some of you, this is a time for you to just kind of prepare your heart for God to be working in your heart over the next week. And for you, maybe you just want to close your eyes and allow this to be your prayer to God even right now. So feel free to, to lead, go, do as God leads you. Here's Psalm 139, starting in verse 1. David prays, O oh Lord, you have examined my heart, and you know everything about me. You know when I sit down and when I stand up. You know my thoughts, even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I never can escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. You know, as I, as I read this passage, what, one of the things that really strikes me is how David recognizes how God cares about such little details in our lives. I mean, how oftentimes I think about my life and how insignificant it must be or petty it must be. And then to read this and to come to realize that God knows and pays attention to to things like when I get out of bed and how I spend my days and what I care to think about or what drives me every day. It's hard for me to get my mind around the idea that God loves me and cares about me and the little details of my life that much. But he does. And he cares about your life to that extent also. David comes um, recognizing and even accepting that nothing is hidden from God. So and nothing is, there's nothing that we can hide from God. But how many times, if we're honest with each other, how many times have we gone to God and we've been totally pretending? How many times do we go to God and we're praying and we're saying, you know, maybe we're even saying, God, search me and know my heart. And inside we're like, no, God, don't do that. And, and, we, and we know because there's these things that God's bringing to our minds, those things that we're not dealing with. And it's like, oh, yeah, forget that. Let's, let's talk about that later, God. God, search me, right? And so oftentimes we come to God and we're not being real, we're not being honest. We ignore what's really going on inside. You know, the, later in this chapter, um, in verses 13 to 16, God says, or, uh, the psalmist says, God, even before I was born, your eyes were upon me and your hands were forming me. God, see, God doesn't even wait to start working in your life after you're born. He starts from the moment you're conceived. Even when you're in the womb, God is carefully crafting your life. And He is preparing you and He knows every single thing about you. It's a pretty sobering thing to think about. Because for some of us who might be challenged to wonder if if abortion is a big deal, what we see here is God's perspective on this. We see that God so intimately cares about our life. And not just when we breathe our first breath, but from the moment we are first formed. And I encourage you during this series or even this week, to read through Psalm 139 on your own. Maybe make it a prayer between just you and God every morning as you start your day. As you open yourself up to God and you say, God, you know what, through these, through these next few weeks, I want nothing more than to hear what you have to say to me about my life. Now, I'm not going to take the time to read this whole psalm, or certainly not to preach through it. It's quite a long psalm. But I will just kind of jump to the very end of it. and the last two verses. This, For me, just these two verses alone is just like awesome. So let's just look at verses 23 and 24 and focus in on just these two verses today. he, He ends his prayer by saying this. He says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me down the path Of everlasting life. So let's just take a few minutes. And let's just break this down. These two verses piece by piece. The first part that we see here. At the very beginning of verse 23. Is David saying God search me. Search me. David wants God to look closely. And and to see inside of him. And to see what's going on there. In verse 1 David prays. God you already know my heart. You've searched my heart. So why in verse 23 is he now saying, God, why don't you search my heart? Didn't you he already do that? Well, I think what's happening here is I was thinking through that, and one of the things that was strike, stru- striking me is that, you know, it's not like God needs permission to look inside our hearts and to see what's going on inside of there. God knows. In fact, God's the one you know, tapping us on the shoulder all the time trying to point out to us what he sees, right? But how often do we give God permission to show us what he sees? How often do we not push God off in those moments and say, Okay, God, you know what? Fine. Tell me what you see. God, help me to see. Help me to feel what you feel when you see what you see. That's what I think David's doing right here. He's saying, God, I don't want to hide in the dark anymore on these things. If there's something there, I want you to show me. I don't want to be in denial. You know, there's a place in Psalm 26 where David does this again. In Psalm 26, David says to God, God, put me on trial. Cross-examine me. Test my motives and my heart. You know, uh, I was raised in the South. I was raised in Georgia. And people are very well-known for saying things like, Oh, bless his heart, when they run into it. And there's a reason why they say that, and I won't get into that right now. But they'll say things like, oh, bless his heart, or she has a good heart, or his heart's in the right place. And the Bible totally would disagree with Southern philosophy. The Bible would say that my heart isn't blessed. My heart isn't in the right place. It actually says in Jeremiah 17 that I have a wicked heart, actually wicked and deceitful. You do too, by the way. In Jeremiah 17 it says... That we lie to each other and we lie to ourselves. And this isn't God isn't saying this to us so that we can beat up on ourselves and feel awful. But it's so that we can be real about it before God. It's so that we can be honest as we come to God and not come with pretense. So the first step in praying, God, search me, isn't to somehow give God permission to look into our hearts, because He's already done that. But it's to say, God, search me. I give you permission to show me really what you're seeing here. Let's, let's be real. God, I want to deal with it. I don't want to put my f- head in the sand. And you know what? Christians throughout the centuries have called this practice, this what we're looking at, what we're talking about right now, the prayer of examine. The prayer of examine. It's, it's a time when, uh, it's a prayer when we are honest and we are introspective before God. And we're not just doing, we're not just honest and introspective on our own, but we're doing it with God. We have to do it with God because on our own, we can justify or minimize things, can't we? I mean, we're really good at that at times. Or we just go to the other extreme and we over-exaggerate things and we beat ourselves up and we declare parts of ourselves worthless or hopeless. You know, there's a Christian author named Richard Foster who's really spoken to me in a book he wrote called Prayer. And one of the things that he said about the prayer of examine is this. He says, the prayer of examine produces within us the priceless grace of self-knowledge. Think about that. Without apology and without defense, we ask to see what is truly in us. It's for our own sake that we ask these things. It's for our good. It's for our healing And it's for our happiness. So, when we come to God, God wants us to say, God, search me. Show me what you see. And as a part of that, then David continues and he says, Reveal my anxious thoughts or reveal my fears. Part of what David wants God to reveal to him is his fears. Those things that are driving him. Those things that are motivating him every single day, whether David realizes it or not. And that's because... Fear has a way, I think, of secretly crippling us from the, th- from the will and from the plans of God. It keeps us from speaking up and saying things for God when God calls us to. It cal- keeps us from doing the things that God wants us to do. Fear, fear makes us hesitate. It makes us worry about what might happen. It makes us worry about others, what others might think. And we miss out on the plans that God has for our lives. Let me ask you this morning. What is it that truly makes you afraid? What is it that makes you af- truly deep down afraid? I'm not talking clowns and cockroaches here. I mean, that that's scary. Yeah, that's gross. But, but I want to go deeper than that. What is it in your life that truly frightens you? What are those things perhaps that God asks of you and you know if God were to ask that of you, you've thought about it. If God were to ask you to follow through and do it, you would just totally lock up. You'd freeze up. You might even run from God. I'm like, no, I cannot do that. I cannot deal with that. What are those things that maybe perhaps you've seen other people go through in your life? People who are close to you and you've seen the difficult times they've gone through, or the adversity that they've gone through, and... In a moment, you see what they're going through and this thought comes into your head. You say to yourself, what if that were to happen to me? And when you think that, this wave of panic just shoots through your veins. Have you ever had that happen? You see somebody going through something and, you're like, and it just kind of hits you like a turn of bricks. And you're like, oh, whoa, that was a bad thought. Maybe, Maybe, you're, maybe for you... Financial security is really important to you. And you see someone who's lost everything and you think, what if that were to happen to me? What if I lost everything I spent my lifetime trying to build? And that wave hits you. Or you think about losing someone close to you. Or that you get diagnosed with something. You know, um, last night I was trying to get my mind off of this sermon. And I was watching this movie on Netflix. And it's a bad choice because it actually, God used it to deal with me again on this issue. Um, so I wasn't really looking forward to that as I, as I got into it. But it was this film about the life of Andy Whitfield, who was this actor, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He uh, played in the Spartacus TV series. He was the, kind of that, that very first season. Really smart, healthy guy and 39 years old. And he finishes his first series. He got a six-year contract and the guy finds out he has non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He actually was 37 when he was diagnosed. And he died at the age of 39 with it. And I was watching this documentary unfold and kind of seeing these video scenes of him and him sharing what the journey he was going through. And I tell you, it just hit me again. I, I, I thought about my grandmother, and some of you know that story, how I lost her to pancreatic cancer. And she was, she was everything to me. She was the rock in my life as a kid. And watching her die just tore me apart. And I watched that thing, and it just, oh, all those feelings came back again. (laughs) And here here they come again. And uh, I just thought, God, what if that would happen to me? What if I were to get cancer? And it just scares me to death. Does Does this make any sense to you? have you been in that place where it's like that fear hits you I mean that's where David was David is having all these people attack trying to kill him they're either chasing him around and he's like God search my heart show me what you see reveal my anxious thoughts reveal my fears because God maybe maybe that's driving me right now and I don't want it to why are these fears such a problem in our lives why can't God just overlook them let me tell you, what we fear the most reveals how we trust God the least. Amen. That was good preaching, Dave. Glad you said that. <laughs> Felt like I just popped a bubble here. I want to say it again. I want you to hear this. This is key. What we fear the most in life reveals where we trust God the least. Amen. It's true. Thank you. This side of the room. You know, for instance, let me just give you an example. If you had this fear that you're not going to be able to provide for your family, that you're not going to be able to pay the bills, you're not trusting God that he is your provider. If, if you're afraid of cancer, you're not trusting that God is your healer or, or maybe beyond that, that God is the keeper of your life and the one who has carefully numbered each and every one of your days. Since I'm being honest, you can tell you what I fear the most. Some of you already know this about me. I don't try to hide it. I don't talk about it a lot. Um, But for me, it's a fear of failure. I've always had this fear of being seen as a failure or being a failure and letting people down. And I'm not proud of it. It causes me, to be honest, it causes me at times to overwork. It gets me at times to justify or to defend my actions. To act like I have all the right answers or that I never make mistakes. And this is a real issue for me. And God deals with me on this more than you know. Just when I think I have it licked, then it comes back again. And God just keeps reminding me, Dave, you cannot be led by fear. You have to be led by faith. God reminds me of what he says in the scripture. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so that fear rises up in me of of, what if I fail? And God reminds me, it's not about you, Dave. It never has been. It's been about my work in and through you. So, David prays, reveal my fears. Reveal my anxious thoughts. and Because as, as he's saying that, what he's saying is, reveal my sinful ways. David prays, point out anything in me, God, that you want that offends you. Another translation, I think it's the NIV maybe, it says, point out whatever makes you sad. This includes us being honest and asking ourselves in God, God, if, if there are any, thought, any intentions, any brokenness, if there's any feelings of, on my part that break your heart, then I want you to reveal them to me. I want you to show me what you see. You know, uh, a few months ago, I was hearing a pastor preach on this verse. And it was a guy by the name of Craig Rochelle from Life Church in Oklahoma. And he was given some suggestions about how to be honest with ourselves in these moments when we are praying this to God. And he has three questions that he asks himself when he feels like God's telling him to search his heart. And I thought I'd share these with you this morning. They're actually in your sermon notes today. They're really powerful. The first question he tends to ask himself in those moments is, number one, what are others trying to tell me? In other words, what, do I, what is it that I keep tending to hear from others, but I'm not really listening to? What is it that I keep hearing, but I, keep, I continue to discount it or I continue to minimize it? Say, oh, no, you're, you're misreading me. You're misunderstanding me. What are those things? Is that God speaking? The second is similar. What do I rationalize or excuse about myself? What are those things um, that I tend to blame on my personality? Or, you know, I just say, oh, that's just, that's just how God made me. Rather than calling it the sin that it is. And number three, where am I most defensive? What, what, what is it that when, when, when the, those things come up, I tend to want to just defend myself to the hilt and run away from it? I tell you, guys, if you decide, if you decide this week to get serious about this one simple prayer, God, search me. If you pray it and you really mean it, I'm telling you, God's going to mess with you. God, if you say, God, show me what you see, I tell you, God's going to show you. You know, there's this illustration that, that a pastor showed me years ago when I was young that really helped me. And he said, Dave, he said, when you accept Christ, he says, it's like you are living in a dark basement and the lights were off, and there were just weeds and stu- trash everywhere that represents the sin in your life. And God, by His grace, He reaches down into that basement, and He pulls you out, and He closes the door and says, you don't have to look in there again. And then He says, but sometimes when we say, God, search me, God takes us back down into the basement. And He doesn't flip the light switch on. He doesn't flood it so that we see all the junk that's there. But what He does... Is he brings Coes in with a flashlight and he points at one thing and he says, "Let's pull this one up today let let's let's clean this one up today." He doesn't show us everything else because it'd probably overwhelm us, but he shows us this one thing and then he carries us out again. And I think oftentimes when we pray this prayer, if we pray it often enough, we're slowly clearing out the weeds, we're clearing out the junk from the basement, and we're getting ourselves to a place where we're clean, we're righteous, we're pure before God and God can totally use us for his glory unencumbered the last thing that David prays here at the very end which I think is so easy to overlook but we can't miss it is he says lead me along the path of everlasting life in other words he's saying God take the lead in my life move me don't just show me what you see but Lord lead me in doing something about it from this point forward it's recognizing that you and i we tend to we have this tendency to choose selfish or self seeking paths in life, paths that lead us away from life that lead us away from God for sure, and it's saying God, those things that you see in me i'm 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 asking you as hard as this is to say, God, don't stop by just showing me God, I want you to help me deal with it and to start right now, you know. I wish, I wish I had the ability this morning to just v- help you see this, to just for you to visualize what I'm talking about this morning, because th- this this simple prayer it is so important. I can help you, honey. I can oh, help. God. You. Uh, Let this be the last
1: time, okay? <laughs> All right.
0: What, honey? Yes. What are you doing? I'm
1: gonna help you help then visualize.
0: Okay, how are yeah. we going to do that?
1: Well, um, I'll be God <laughs> and you can just uh, be you.
0: <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. uh, so, so we're just going to work this out, but just the two of us, in yes. front of them.
1: Yes, let's just go over this uh, um, uh, the prayer and uh, we'll explain that to them, okay? We'll just let, help them see it live.
0: All right. I don't know that I trust you with this, but okay. okay.
1: You can trust me, I'm
0: God. All uh, right. right. <laughs> okay. I bet I won't forget that one. Yeah. Okay. Um <clears throat> so we'll go through it one more time. Yes. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Okay. What are you do what you, what what are you doing with that?
1: Uh, my- I'm going to search you.
0: <laughs> no, no, you're not. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm going to search Nobody you. You're not going to
1: search me. Yes, I'm going to search you. Yeah, no. Yes, it's going to be easy. Just relax your muscles. It's going to be easier. Uh,
0: my muscles aren't going to detense yes, now. Just come, uh,
1: sit, have a seat. Uh, it's going to be over in less than a minute. Uh, yes, uh, there we go. What do you, What's wrong with you? What are you doing? I'm looking. I didn't want to put fingerprints all over it. What were you thinking?
0: (laughs) Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter.
1: Okay, good. (sighs) The stories of your thoughts. Okay. Um, Well, we're looking at your heart. Okay. This is your heart. And uh, I see a lot of muck and yuck. Muck and yuck and, hold on. And gunk. Really,
0: is that like? Are those medical terms um, um,
1: I just made them up, so oh, awesome. should be historically written in there, and um,
0: so where,
1: but so you know what? the Bible does say that out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks it says, it says that I can search your heart and know everything about you, so let's uh pray more so we can this is a lifetime of bad choices, David. <laughs> except me uh,
0: yeah okay I am God all right yes so. let's, let's yeah let's try this let's go, keep going okay,
1: okay let's keep on going uh, okay
0: search me O oh God and know my heart mm-hmm test me and know my anxious thoughts okay here you go what's that your thoughts my thoughts. Yes, your thoughts. How how could my thoughts be in here? I mean, how would you, how how could you put my oh, those are my thoughts. Yep. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Those are your thoughts. Oh oh well thank you, God. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for Showing these to me, sure. I'll I'll spend some time praying about these later uh, in my prayer closet. No. I will, well, let's, I will let's really go. search
1: my heart. Let's go over the, a few of them. Okay? No, not right now. Yeah. Not a very, one of them. Yes, why not? Because, honey, uh, God. I mean, I, yes. I, I, I'm God, pastor. God. I'm their pastor. Yes, and you're a very transparent pastor. <sighs> I don't know if so. I'm that
0: transparent. That, that, yes. There's some nasty stuff in there. Come
1: on. You have to set an example, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah. So that's a lot of thoughts in there, honey. I mean, son. Uh, So let's go over this with you, okay? Let's take a look at uh, Thursday. I guess kind of...
0: Thursday. That was kind of a hard day.
1: Empty. No thoughts.
0: What do you do do Thursdays? I write my sermon.
1: Uh, no thoughts. No thoughts. <laughs> I was
0: having writers blocked that day. I guess. Okay. Well, let's
1: let's look at Friday. Friday. <laughs> oh, you...
0: Friday was a good day. That was my day off. I was totally relaxed. I had a great day.
1: Friday. That's a lot of thinking. A lot of worrying.
0: Uh, in there. No, yeah,
1: none I was really worrying about. It's a lot of worrying about church expansion, building, building, and
0: uh, Easter. What's to worry about Easter? God, those weren't worries. Those were just prayer concerns. I was just spending some time <laughs> praying because these are really important things in the life of our church. I mean, Easter's God, God, you know, Easter's really important. That's the day that all these people from our community come for perhaps the first time in years, and they come to learn about you and grow in their faith. And God, we want to, we want to do it right. And it, it wasn't a worry. It was just, it was just a concern. I mean, I'm. I'm bringing my... I'm showing you I care.
1: Uh, no, that's worrying. And worrying is like being in a rocking chair and not going anywhere. <laughs> it's not getting you anywhere, David. Okay. All right. So let's keep on praying. Go over the, the prayer.
0: Okay. Um, well, is it, so, so that's all, we don't have to deal with this anymore?
1: Well, there's a... Oh there's Saturday, Saturday oh you're still worrying about that
0: I, I you're still worrying this about up.
1: now is it the worries are about how many people are coming on Sunday <laughs> no <laughs> oh
0: gosh Sunday uh church yes, yes, oh, God, it's the first day of this new series, and I wanted people to be here I yeah. wanted them to hear about these scary prayers I wanted them to deal with these Ooh, things scary I wanted them to deal with these things God I mean they so oftentimes, God, they don't listen. No. They just, <laughs> they, they, they don't. I mean, do you know how frustrating it is? Sometimes I get up here and yes. I'm preaching, I wonder if they're hearing anything. I mean, do you know how difficult it is to, to lead people and they just don't listen? Oh,
1: have you ever read the Bible? It's
0: full of them. <laughs> full of them. Okay. So, let's just. Well, God, look. you know what? I wish I could erase those things in there i don 't want them to be there i don't i don't want
1: you to all I want is for you to trust me with the story of your life. I want you to come and talk to me, share your anxious thoughts with me, and we can work on these things together okay, can we be done now? <laughs> I'd like to go a little deeper
0: uh do we have to?
1: No, we don't. Uh, but truly, that honestly, majority of my kids don't go this, this far, you know. But uh, I really would like to go deeper.
0: Okay. Well, let's finish this. Please. All right. Search me, O God, and, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you, and lead me on the path of everlasting life. Lead. Lead. That's an action word. That's something you do, right? So if I work hard, if I, if I focus on doing things for your kingdom, if I work on making a kingdom difference, if I, if I do enough, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing?
1: I'm trying to get you on your knees.
0: <laughs> well, obviously it's not working.
1: No, it's all up to you, really. But I'm trying to get you on your knees.
0: So you want me to pray? Pray.
1: Pray. Pray. Okay, not I do. I pray.
0: Can, I can. I can pray. I can kneel and I can pray. A little lower. Seriously.
1: Yeah, a little lower. That's okay. This
0: that's, is this is good. That's cute. Yes, Thank that's you. Cute. I, I, I think cute, this works. Yes. This is kind of like an emergent prayer stance. This is me multitasking. I mean, I'm, I'm listening to you, God. I'm doing. I'm praying, but I'm also getting texts done because you know people text me all David. the time and they're sending me emails and I've got to respond. So I've got to do David. what I need to do, right? David. What? You are doing it again. I
1: asked you. I didn't create you to be a human doing. I created you to be a human being. So just come, talk to me, and pray. Can you do that?
0: You just you just want me to pray? Yes. Just
1: make that your prayer. Okay. I can put you on your knees if you want.
0: God, search my heart. God, I ask that you would look inside me and that you would show me what you see. Lord, so oftentimes I run from those things. I I don't even take the time because I'm afraid. But Lord, you know what's inside. And uh, God, I I, want to face these things. I want to deal with them. I want you to help me. I want you to walk with me. I want you to lead me through this. Lord, I want to come out on the other side knowing that I'm trusting you fully. That I'm full of faith and not fear. So God, do with me what you will. In Jesus' name.
1: And that's a prayer. God gave His Son so you can have eternal life. He gave His Son so you can... uh, Come to Him to have a relationship. He longs for that relationship with you. He's crazy about you. And He wants you to come talk to Him. And He wants to talk to you too. So if you could come and make a prayer to Him. He's longing
0: for you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, honey. You know, that was about the most uncomfortable thing I have done up here in a long time. <laughs> but you know what? When we, to be honest with you, when we, when we ask God to search us and we really mean it, it's going to be uncomfortable, isn't it? If it weren't, then it wouldn't be a scary prayer in the first place. But imagine, guys, imagine what it would look like if this week you truly prayed that prayer in your life and you were serious about it and you didn't hold back. You gave God your anxious thoughts. You asked God to search you and to lead you. I dare you, I dare you to pray that prayer this week. Would you pray with me? Lord, I want to thank you for this time this morning. And Lord, I just hope, I pray that through this, that you have helped each one of us to wrestle with this. Because God, I I honestly, I, I know just by looking at my own life, I don't search myself nearly that, nearly enough. I don't do this prayer of examine thing because I'm afraid of what I'm going to find. And so I just, look, I just say that I'm too busy and that I'll do it later. God, I pray that you would help us in those moments when we want to run to instead just run to you, to run into your arms and to trust you. God, I pray even in these next few moments as we each take some time to begin to wrestle with this prayer ourselves. Lord, that you would help us to be open and honest and vulnerable before you. In Christ's name, amen.